And if you've got a little yellow slip, then this is a moment in which you get to ask a question on the, on the basis of today's theme. And I wonder if you have any questions um, or maybe something is, is pressing. So feel free to, uh, to get the phone out, to stick a question in, and it's going to come up on the Slido. And uh, if, like me, your camera is broken, you can't do that, then you can feel free to raise a hand. And Neil and myself will give it a crack at answering them. I mean, there's no question that's too simple, no question that's too feisty, and there's no guarantee we will have the answer, but we do want to be sincere. And the first question I, that comes in, I want to follow Jesus, but how do I follow someone I can't see? see? Neil, do you want to take us away? Uh, you're not the first person to ask that, obviously, because uh, Jesus has been in, has returned to heaven a long time ago. So uh, mm. this is what Christians have been dealing with. How do we do that? I suppose what comes to mind is that the apostles, Peter, knew that this was going to be something that would happen to every Christian that would follow in every generation. Mm. And he wrote in to Peter, and he was there, and he, he pointed us to the Bible. Mm. Um, he got to see us, and he was not concerned for people who want to believe and follow and say, oh, no, the poor thing's wouldn't have been there. Jesus even said, even mm. if we could walk the risen, resurrected Jesus into the room to people who don't believe and say, see, there he is, we, so, some still would not believe because mm. God has to open our heart to believe. Mm. So I would, I would go there. I would say that the Peter says in his own letters that he writes letter, later on when, when the Holy Spirit opens his eyes to see who Jesus is and to count the cost. And he mm. writes these letters as he's telling everyone about Jesus. And he's saying, we have the scriptures, which he says are completely reliable mm. and are all about Jesus. You mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if I were to answer that, I'd also say often we, we believe in things that we cannot see, yes. often because of the effects of what's in front of us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for me as a, as a 16-year-old, I, I decided I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to take this on. And part of that was the effects of the world around me. It was considering the human body, how intricate it is and how small it is in my case. And then look, looking at the, the, the cosmos and all of creation and considering there has to be, there has to be more than this. There has to be a, a creator. There has to be an intelligent design. And granted, I couldn't see Jesus. But what I had, it seemed, was, was God was impressing upon me uh, the need for something more than this. And God was doing a work in me that pointed me towards uh, the, the, all the cosmos, but also pointed me towards looking at the human body and seeing just how, how magnificent it was that he created. Mm. So why, why does Jesus choose to reveal himself to some and not to others? Yeah, and that is a question that anyone will ask. If you have people who are near and dear to you who don't believe in Jesus, why does he do that? Mm-hmm. And um, I think he makes it very clear um, that, he, that, that God does open our hearts to believe. Makes that across scripture, he makes that very clear because otherwise if it was just on us and on your bad days, then you would, if you, if, you, if, you, if you got yourself in, then you could get yourself out. But it's very important that God is the one who opens our eyes and helps us to believe. So why does Jesus choose to some someone others? Yeah, I, I would find mm-hmm. that difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, I think it's important to say you don't know who he's going to reveal himself to. Mm. There are people who we, some, you wait your whole life for someone to come and believe in Jesus, and eventually, later on in life they do. Um, but I, th- I suppose we trust God, God's choice. It is very mm. hard. I don't think, you know, if you trust God's character, he's not someone who's going to be going, oh, well, I see all those people there who, who could have believed in me and then been forgiven for their sins. But you know what? I just, I just won't do that because I just won't. God, God's not like that. That's not his character. He's not, he's, he's not vindictive. He's not picky. 
Um, so I would trust God's sovereignty that he knows, he knows who his people are. Mm. Um, he, he knows who they're going to be. Anything you want to add mm-hmm. to that? Yeah, I mean, God is sovereign. And if God is sovereign, then we can trust his word. And if we can trust his word, then we can trust it. And it, it, it says that no one comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus is saying. Mm. So no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. But yet elsewhere, um, yeah, elsewhere, um, I think it was Peter that, that is saying that God wills all to come to repentance. God is drawing all people onto himself. Yeah. And, he, and he's doing that through, through Christ, through his word. He's doing that through creation. God, God has, has given us no excuse uh, at all. We, what, what we have in terms of the word and in terms of the world around us. God has given us every reason uh, to choose him. Mm. But sin has blinded the minds of, uh, of, of each and every one of us. And, uh, and, and, and so, I mean, we've got the word of God, but ultimately it has to be the spirit of God working first that is, that's drawing us to, to God. And, uh, and in the end, up, uh, God is sovereign and he's going to have his way. And, uh, and that's tough for finite minds like ours to, to, to get our heads around. It, it, it is, but so do keep in mind, you don't know who God, God's going to reveal himself to. You don't know, mm. people you may not have even met yet. It may take a long time with some people. Um, so, you mm. know, I, I, would, I would trust God and be and do what he's told you to do, which is to pray for people you know who don't mm. believe um, and tell them about Jesus in, uh, as, as often as you can. Yeah, so it's not an excuse for us not to evangelize, yeah. but actually it's, it's a motivation to, to reach out to the world around us. How do you convince someone else to lose their life so they can access Jesus? I mean, whenever the, whenever the Spirit of God come, comes upon you and, and, and you've got this deep conviction that you, you want to follow Christ because of who he is and because of what he has done. What God wants to do is, is give you a new heart, new desires, new motivations. And you know, the heart that doesn't follow Christ, the heart that is not inclined towards God, will not want uh, to lose their life. will have no interest in that. It is only by Christ working in and through us that would shape our desires so that we would want to give up our life. Um, I, I was driving on, on the way down the road this morning. I, I was thinking of some potential questions that I could be asked. And this was actually one of them. And there's a, an old dead theologian called C.T. Studd that, uh, that once said, If Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice I make can be too great for him. And so if, if I truly believe that Christ died for me, then there is nothing that should be too great for me to, to give up for him. And keep, keep telling him about Jesus. Um, and, and, and as you deepen in your relationship with him, tell him he's wonderful. Uh, get to know him better. That's how you convince somebody. Uh. And I think also show, showing that, that, the, that the, the, the non-Christian's worldview often doesn't live up to expectations. Mm. It doesn't satisfy. Yeah, so, yeah. Circumstances, and so, and things will, circumstances will help sometimes. Mm. You obviously do it gently. Um, but, yep. but I think ultimately it, it is all about who Jesus is. You're not going to convince somebody just by pointing out the fact that you, know, you can be reasonable and we can mm-hmm. engage with people mm-hmm. and we should, should, should do so intelligently about different worldviews and different circumstances that we have. But, mm-hmm. but ultimately, Jesus is the only one who's going to convince people. Mm-hmm. So introduce them to him as much as you can. So Neil, how do we count the cost of following Jesus? when the hope and reward seems so far away. I was thinking we'd have to encourage people, please don't hold back on difficult questions, so well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do we count the cost of following Jesus when the hope and reward seems so far away? Um, mm. I don't think the hope and reward is necessarily so far away, depending on what you mean by that. Obviously, yes, eternal life, 
um, but eternal life has already started, Jesus says, that when, when we're in Christ, we are, in, we are, in, we are living that life now. Yes, the, the world Jesus is bringing when he, when he brings his kingdom on earth, uh, when, when we're resurrected after we die, yes, that is so far away, but I can remember um, not wanting to do a lot of the things I now spend my time doing and really mm. enjoy doing, like coming to church. Mm. And so th- there, is, there is hope and reward in, in lots of things that God gives to us. He just changes our desires and he changes what is, is success, what is joy, mm-hmm. what is family, what is, you know, he adds so many things to us. Um, so count the cost is, is, is it, it, it is very hard, especially when circumstances are difficult, but I would, I would encourage you to ask God to open your eyes to what is he giving to you now? What is he doing in your heart now? Um, mm. There is a great deal of, of love in a relationship with Jesus. He's not just death insurance, mm. that when I die, I'll get into heaven. There is actually a life in the spirit. You can know Jesus now. Mm. And, and, that, and that is a good prayer to pray. Mm. Jesus, I want you to be more than just into head knowledge. I want you to be in my heart. I want to, I want to have life and fulfillment and satisfaction in you and in serving you mm. and in telling other people about you. Mm. Um, he has made you, if you're a Christian, he's made you a part of the body. And functioning as that part of the body uh, can be, it, it is a reward. It is a blessing that God gives to us people. Mm. I, don't think that... yeah, I think that's really good because there is that future hope element uh, of, of what is in store. And that, sh- that should motivate us uh, for the here and now. Not, not just for us, but motivate us to share the gospel with others. And then as you say, Neil, in, in the here and now saying what Christ has done um, it should, should be a, a wonderful motivator to continue to live, to live for him. And, uh, yeah. and I think even just the, the word of God. I mean, we're, 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 there's mm-hmm. a command for followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If we're going to fo- follow Christ, or if we're going to live by his word, this is going to be a command. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. really. Yes, how are we for time? Um, how are we for time? <laughs> yeah, go on, last you, question. You guys are not, okay, which one do you want? Do you want to do... I'll, I'll let you choose. Okay, how does God reveal the crosses we need to carry um, mm. through the Bible? Uh, I think he'll tell us uh, in scripture what he, he, he does and doesn't want us to do. I think uh, obviously we have pastors and city group leaders and people who open the Bible with us and, and show us that. I think I've, ha- I, you know, I've had um, Christians, older Christians, pastors, people who would come, in, come to me and say, you know, I get this is something that you're struggling with. So I think... Uh, they would always have a Bible in their hands. They would, they would tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we know that these are not circumstances we've got, our, got ourselves mm-hmm. into? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I um, think some of them probably will be. Yeah. I mean, we, we, live, we live in a broken world. We live with the effects of sin, sin caused to us and also sin caused by us. So I, I think some of these will be circumstances that we, we'll get ourselves into. The wild way will be spared from the penalty of that sin. We may need to live with the ongoing reality of the presence mm. uh, of, of that sin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that, that being said, Christ is, is re- renewing us by, by the Spirit. Yeah. We're becoming more and more like him with an ever-increasing glory. Um, exactly. And you know that verse from Matthew, it might be a good way to finish, that verse I ended with in the sermon from Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, I'm, gent- I'm gentle and easy. You may not feel uh, light, um, Jesus says when he says, you know, take my yoke upon me, I'm gentle and humble in heart. Maybe it doesn't feel like that when you're thinking about counting mm-hmm. crosses. The yoke that Jesus is referring to is not, not an egg. It's, a, a thing, it's the mm-hmm. thing that, ca- that they would put over cattle and the cows would have to pull it. Mm-hmm. And you know when that happens, it's heavy. You ever see, you know, if we don't really see that happen very often, but animals plowing a field instead of using a tractor. Um, but Jesus is saying, my, my yoke, the thing I'm going to put on your shoulders to carry is, is actually is light. 
And so it does feel, it doesn't feel like that sometimes, but because it is the Son of God who is asking us to carry this, mm. he, he is with us in doing that. So it might feel sometimes like it's heavy, but in, in a lot of times, he is actually, the, the, the crosses that we need to carry, he's actually trying to set us free from something. Mm. It might feel like you're trying to pull yourself out of treacle, like it is just stuck on you and you're trying to pull yourself out of whatever thing it is. And everyone around you who isn't a Christian is saying, why are you wasting so much effort in, not, in trying to free yourself mm. from this thing that everyone else just does without thinking about it? Or for that matter, other Christians in the church, they don't have to deal with this particular thing. So why are you making such a, such a lot of effort? Mm. And I think we pray about that and we ask God about that. But Jesus says he's gentle and humble in hearts. Mm. So he is not out to mess with you. He is out to set you free from sin and give you life in him. Mm. And knowing what that is is, 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 is following Jesus as a Christian, is understanding what that is. Um, so I think, yeah, to, to really to ask, ask God, what are these circumstances I'm in? Look at these things I'm dealing with. Look at these things that I'm carrying that are very hard and asking Jesus to help you carry it because that's what he does. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Amen. Let us finish there. Yeah. And, uh, if you have any more questions, do come and ask. Don't yeah. hold back. Not that you have so far, but if, you, but if you'd like to <laughs> come and ask a question, please do. Or come and pray. Please do come chat to me or my mm-hmm. Amen. Let me pray as we finish. Jesus, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that it is living and active. And I pray, Lord, that your word would, uh, would, would be heavy upon us in such a way that it would, it, it would force us into, into making this decision. Who do we think that you are? Hmm. And Father, I pray that with, with Peter, we would declare that you are the Messiah, you're the living God, you're the anointed one, and that you're our Savior. And Father, I, I pray with that, that you would uh, strengthen and encourage us, you would motivate us um, to want to, to, to carry our crosses, to want to bear up on, under the burden of, uh, of following you. And Lord, we thank you that it is not a a burden to be shirked, but actually a joy to be embraced. And I pray that as a church family, you would help us um, uh, to help one another uh, embrace the joy and the, and the life and following you. So that way you may cheer one another on uh, toward the end in your name. Amen. 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 Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the questions. Any more, then feel free to come and speak to Neil <laughs> or, or, or myself and st- stick around for a tea or coffee. And if anyone does want to go to the marathon with me afterwards, let me know. <laughs>